Hi, this is Chase Masterson, and you're listening to PriorityOnePodcast.com. You are now tuned to the Priority One Subspace Frequency, brought to you by Sayulita.com. Sayulita, Mexico is the closest thing to Planet Risa. Command codes verified. Priority One message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Hello, Captains. You're listening to episode 131 of Priority One Podcast, the premier Star Trek online podcast. Recorded Thursday, June 6th, 2013, live on trekradio.net and available for download on PriorityOnePodcast.com the following Monday. I'm Tony. I'm James. And I'm Elijah. Elijah, what do we have this week? Well, Tony, in this episode of Priority One, we trek out some special Priority One news for our Klingon warrior brothers. There isn't much to cover in Stone News, at least not homepage news items, but Legacy of Romulus is still on fire, and more and more players are flying through the cosmos. So instead of reviewing the May Ask Cryptic, we figured it'd be easier to get our answers straight from the horse's mouth. So... This episode, we're joined by executive producer Dan Stahl to talk about post-Legacy of Romulus. Finally, we open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Speaking of new players, quick shout out to my buddy Brendex, who I just talked into getting into Stow, and he just joined up. So welcome to the game, brother. And a shout out to my coworker uh, Raph, also known as Blood Dragon. <laughs> Actually... The Priority One Fleet convinced them to get a Lifetime membership, so way to go, the Cha-ching. people in TeamSpeak. Uh, do you get a commission for that from Cryptic Marketing? No, I don't. Yeah, that, uh, Yes, we get free donuts when um. we go on site. I did. I'm not joking. I did. I got a, I got a free donut I, uh, last time. I, <laughs> oh, so speaking I, of free I'm, donuts, I'm the... I just got mm-hmm. my uh, airline ticket to San Francisco. So the weekend of July yes. 12th, I will be flying out to San Fran to visit a friend out there. He actually sings for Chanticleer, the acapella group, and it's my first time visiting the West Coast. I'm really excited. I've never seen... I've, I, the farthest I've ever been is Vegas, and that was last year. But before that, the farthest I ever was was Pittsburgh, I want to say. So I just... <laughs> I told my friend, I go, I go, Matt, here's, here's what you have to do, okay? I'm a simple man. Just take me to Starfleet Headquarters! So, <laughs> there's I'm really gonna... not much there. Just to let you know, there's really not much in that location. <laughs> no, I told them it's not scheduled for construction for a couple hundred more years. Yeah. Actually, it's a great I view of the bridge. Them... That's about it. <laughs> I told them take me to that area there, right? And then I told them so. Then you also have to take me to the park where you see the full house house in the background. I want to go there. Oh yeah. Uh, moving on back to uh, on with the, the show. On with the show. Captains, for the last several weeks, we've been talking about how the Priority One Network is supported by the generous donations of listeners like you. However, we're putting our own needs aside for a very important project. 
As we've mentioned before, the team at Priority One will be in Las Vegas at the Star Trek convention in full force. Elijah, James, Elliot, Adrian, and I will be there, and our goal is to have the bridge of the USS Enterprise NCC-1701D at the convention. We want to broadcast live from the bridge and bring this experience to you right in the comfort of your own home on your smartphone or computer. The only way we can do that is with your help. Please visit our Indiegogo page to help find out how you can support the project and what benefits you'll receive as a contributor. Links will be on our website, or you can visit Indiegogo.com and search on Enterprise. We want to remind you guys that Priority One Podcast, we do offer more than just podcasts. I mean, we know that's the name, we know that's the show, but we've got articles and blogs from some of the most respected members in the Star Trek Online and greater scientific communities. We get blog postings from uh, our friends at NASA Jet Propulsion Labs and other places, um, including our last Dilithium Tracker article from Sam Wamelli. So, if you haven't listened yet to our other shows or read our blogs, please go check them out. In episode uh, 128, we had the opportunity of interviewing Denise Crosby. Awesome! So cool. Tasha Yar, Sila, whoever you know her by, from Star Trek Next Generation. She also is reprising her roles in Stowe uh, Legacy of Romulus. So be sure to listen to PriorityOnePodcast.com. Check out all of our shows and all of our articles because really, folks, there's some great stuff in there. Captains, as you may have already heard, Priority One has launched its own fleet in Star Trek Online. That's right. Now you can explore strange new worlds and combat threats to the Federation with members of the Priority One crew. We now have a live forum, which can be found in the menu tab on the Priority One website or by going to forums.priorityonepodcast.com. In addition, this Friday, June 7th, we will have held our very first fleet event. It will be the Atmospheric Shuttle event. Uh, so special thanks to Mad Wolf and the rest of the team for helping put this event together. This show was recorded a day before. But I can tell the future, and and I know it was, is, will be a phenomenal event. So thank you very much to Mad Wolf and the rest of the team for putting it together. In other news, we're already about to hit Tier 1, so congrats to the tireless efforts of all the members of the fleet. As we mentioned earlier, you can listen to us live on TrekRadio.net every Thursday at 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. You can chat live with us in-game, or you can visit TrekRadio.net and jump on their IRC chat client, which can be found under the community link. And with that, why don't we go ahead and get ready to trek it out. I don't know. Then let's trek it out. All right, so for those of you who listened live, got the exclusive opportunity of hearing the world premiere of Chris Watts' Klingons Are Coming. Now, most of you already know that I went to school for music. I studied at Westminster Choir College and then finished my degree with a BA in theater. And to be a composer is not an easy craft. Chris Watts put together this new Klingon theme in about eight days. That is phenomenal, because not only did he put it together in eight days, because, yeah, sure, you can compose something in eight days, but it might not sound as amazingly epic as what Chris Watts put together for our Klingon trailer, which you'll be able to find on YouTube by the time this airs with our episode on June 10th. Oh, we're getting some great response here in the live chat. I was just reading some of the comments, coming back after them uh, listening to it. Uh, Let's see here. Admiral Tate says, that was pretty damn epic. Uh, Ranger XML says, put that in game. Uh, let's yeah. see here what else we got here Chris is an amazing songster it was pretty damn awesome the moment I listened to the theme I emailed Chris back and I said dude musician to musician that is phenomenal that you did that in 8 days I mean that is a full fledged orchestration 
of a theme that's not we're not talking just a melody here we're talking about a full full-fledged orchestration it's fantastic Elijah, you, you forwarded me the email with the thing on it. I listened to it. I was on the road. I traveled for work, so I was on the road. I couldn't wait to get home to my computer to, like, do something with it, to, like, do it. And I sat down, kissed my wife hello, sat down on the computer, said, started to work with this thing. And she said, oh, where'd that Klingon music come from? She had never heard it. She didn't know what I was doing. She had no idea. But she said, where'd that Klingon music come from? She just yeah. knew exactly what it was. Yeah. And, and it, it, it just it blew me away. Listen, if by playing his music we can get him a job somewhere or you know get him commissioned to, oh. to do work yo please i you know if you want to pay chris watts to do your theme music for something or you have a project that you want done send an email to incoming at priority one podcast i'll forward it to him and if he's available maybe he can write something up for you guys you know i want this guy needs to get exposed and oh, uh, man. he's a talented musician He's a talented musician, and we are so grateful here at Priority One Podcast for the work that he's done from our Priority One theme to, to now this. I mean, this guy's great. If anybody's listening and wants to commission Chris Watts to do any sort of uh, theme music, send us an email to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. But moving on, well, moving on. Go ahead, we're, Tony. Yeah, uh, we're not stopping up. here. I mean, that's a great theme song, but we got to do more with this, so we're not going to stop. The Romulans got an epic trailer. Well, the Klingons are going to get one, too. If you're listening to this show after we post it to our website, then stop what you're doing. Head over to our website, www.priorityonepodcast.com, or to our YouTube channel and check it out. We're going to have a trailer up with that theme song in the background that's going to be just as epic as the trailer that Cryptic made for the Romulans. Well, but first, before you hit play on the new trailer, dim the lights, put it on the biggest, nicest monitor or TV you can, and crank the volume to 11. Gee, Tony, is it high def? Oh my! That—that's George Decay for yes. All right, captains, discover something that you think the rest of our listeners would enjoy hearing about. Then send it over to us via incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. A special thanks to Ben Weiss. He's always uh, sending us something, and we very much appreciate it. And to all of our listeners who continuously submit to incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. Don't worry if we didn't comment on it or talk about it in this immediate episode. We may get to it later. We like to have these things in our back pocket that we can bring out and discuss at any given moment. So thank you so very much and keep them coming.
Bermuda, status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. Well, the last two weeks haven't seen any major announcements or releases. It's been about, really, the launch of Legacy of Romulus. Bug squashes, etc., etc. Quite honestly, let's be real here. The three of us have had our heads down in the ground playing the game and actually enjoying our time with friends on the server. But we do want to bring your attention to a few things. And uh, most importantly, what we want to bring your attention to is the latest guest blog titled The Klingon Defense Force by The Gates of Stovacor. If you have not yet heard of Gates of Stovacor and you consider yourself a Klingon warrior, then you should find out about Gates of Stovacor. They are a Klingon audio drama and podcast taking place within the Star Trek Online universe, led by members such as Soridim and DJ David. So we encourage you to head on over and visit the Star Trek Online website for their guest blog. They pretty much tell the story and introduce new players to the Klingon Empire from the beginning to end. It's like a general address to somebody coming straight out of the Academy. And it's a very fun read. I really encourage you to check it out. You know, the team over at Gates of Stovacore always produce some amazing things. So be sure to check that out. So, did you guys enjoy having last week off? Yeah, well, and went to San Francisco that weekend. So we took the, you know, that day off and then we left uh, Friday night after after work and uh, went up to the bay and we spent the whole weekend there because my wife hadn't been there since she was a small child and the only thing she really remembered was Alcatraz. So we basically took her on a whirlwind tour of the whole city. My uncle lives up there, so he took us to all the best spots and it was a lot of fun. And of course, I got dim sum and sent you pictures and teased you. So, you know, the usual. How far is San Francisco from you, James? Uh, about three hours flat. So in LA, it's three hours south. We're, I'm dead in the middle. It's it's three hours north or south to the big cities. And and Tony, what did you do? Uh, nothing fun. I'm a very boring person. I haven't been enjoying getting back in the game a little bit more. I have not quite gotten my Romulan up to fifty yet, but I have <sighs> not yet ditched the Junker Warbird. Loser. I'm, I'm like I'm I'm, I'm creeping. Whatever. I'm, it takes me a little longer because I only have one gun. Pew, 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 I'll be shocked pew, if you, you know, can do it. it. Like, if you can actually get all the way to 50 at that little that little warbird. Dude, I'm already 50. I got my fleet, Mogai, everything, every version of it. I, the only thing I'm doing now is topping out the weapons and consoles at this point. I'm just getting all the Mark 12, you know, purple well, stuff on it. Yeah, Cryptic helped me out. There was apparently, there's one mission kind of towards the end of the the run where that was just, it was just super hard. You know, yeah. there were guys in my fleet that were calling in reinforcements saying, hey, can somebody jump into this uh, mission with me and help me yeah. wipe these guys out i was kind of afraid that my little my little pp warbird wasn't going to be able to take it but apparently one of the last patches they nerfed that mission a bit so uh i i'm more confident now now for those of you who downloaded episode 130 of priority one podcast you may have noticed that we did an episode replay and that episode replay was the very first priority one episode with the original hosts of the show brandon and mark so hopefully you guys enjoyed that now if you didn't listen to the entire podcast then you missed the very awesome Easter egg that I asked Lennon to insert at the end of the episode, which was the interview that we had to go through with Brandon and Mark before we got accepted and offered the job of being host of Priority One. So hopefully you guys downloaded that episode. And if you haven't, then be sure you do. We encourage you to listen to the entire episode, but hopefully you didn't miss that Easter egg because it was fun to listen to that interview. What I did notice in mine was that I was talking really fast. Like for some, whatever reason, I was really nervous and I was talking super fast, like 100% <laughs> faster than I normally talk. Was mine on there too or was it just yours? Oh, wait a no, minute. Yours is on there too. 
I I couldn't. I, dude, I was in the bay. Okay, I was busy. I have a life outside of this show. I'm sorry. You have a, you drive. You could have listened to it on the drive, man. You know what? There's no excuse. You're fired, bro. That's it. I'm done. Oh, there it is, folks. That's 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 this Elijah a, crumbling paper, ripping paper. <laughs> this is him showing anger. <laughs> Are you done now? I'm done. All right. So, and hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Yes, you're there, James. Yes, yes, you're you're in it. So, I encourage you guys to download episode 130 and listen to it. And like we mentioned last week, we do have an archived page of all the Priority One episodes from 1 to 80-something, I think, was when we started our own website. So, 1 to 84, I believe, is on that archive. So, we encourage you to check that out if you've never listened to Brandon and Mark host PriorityOnePodcast.com. All right. So, like we said, there hasn't been much that has been published on the Star Trek Online website. So, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this episode and start our interview with executive producer of Star Trek Online, Daniel Stahl. Security clearance level three or above is required to access files. This is Captain Benjamin Sisko. Authorization Sisko Alpha 1 Alpha. Logs accessed. All right, and back on the show is Star Trek Online's executive producer, Dan Stahl. Dan, thank you again for joining us this episode. Hey, it's great to be back. Uh, It's always fun to do this. (laughs) All right, well, let's start off by congratulating you and the team for the immense success of uh, Legacy of Romulus. So tell us, what what was it like in the days leading up to the launch and the days after? Uh, well, it was certainly uh, long days, that's for sure. Uh, I think everyone was pretty much working around the clock, it felt like. Uh, so leading up to launch, it, you know, we, we have this date where we're going to release the expansion. and We've got our, our beta going and we've got people playing. Uh, there's a lot of energy, a lot of uh, sort of last-minute frustrations, a lot of you know, bugs that we were trying to squish and, and uh, excitement about you know, how people were going to receive it. Uh, but now that it's launched, it's just a huge relief. And, uh, and as we sort of continue to address our issues and, and look at the expansion, uh, we're pretty excited because it's, it's actually been doing really, really well for the game. Well, hey, Dan, three full factions start to finish. Uh, you know, you've got, you've, you've got everybody going, you know, one to 40 unique at least, one to 50. Is this the game you always wanted? This is much closer to what we had hoped to launch way back when in 2010. You know, being able to have, I think, I think one of the biggest benefits of Legacy of Romulus is this idea that you can uh, create a character of, of any faction and you don't have to just play a Federation captain as your first character. That's made such a dramatic change to how uh, to, to what we're seeing in the game and I, you know it just makes the game feel fuller it makes it uh, feel like there's a, a reason to have multiple characters other than just a bunch of alts that you store stuff on uh, there's, <laughs> a, there's actually there's actually gameplay out there and it's different and uh, it's it, it just it's just w- much closer to what we had envisioned well we'll get back to that alts to store stuff on here in just a second uh, in, in matter of fact you know under the topic of growing pains you know, you've had some outages, had some 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 maintenance interruptions. Uh, one of our listeners, magnificent, he commented in the in the forum thread that the exchange felt a little slower. Uh, James on our show talked about things were kind of laggy, moving around his bank and stuff. And uh, you looks like you've uh, limited email attachments uh, to hundred items, probably to lighten up the uh, the server load there and the and the database size. Uh, is, is that all kind of wrapped up together? 
Well, yeah, certainly. I mean, the game, uh, any game that's as complex and uh, big as Star Trek Online uh, certainly goes through growing pains. And, you know, it's it's frustrating to see uh, all the little things that you don't aren't necessarily under your control sort of bite you. Yeah. Uh, but we've we've sort of had uh, a really good response from our network engineering team and our infrastructure database team, uh, and they've really sort of stepped up to help address some of the issues that have come up, uh, mostly because there's just a ridiculously huge amount of people trying to play. And, and that is... Uh, you know, yeah, good we, problem to have. It's a good problem. It's, to have. it's, it's a good problem, but it does. Uh, we did have a, a week there where it was pretty, pretty tough. And and honestly, the the worst of it was just a couple days. But uh, the the sort of the downtimes and the restarts were sort of a lingering issue that's slowly going away. We expect the uh, as we go into next week and go into this weekend that we're in, we're in way better shape than we were uh, a week and a half ago. So was it a lot of hardware stuff? I mean, I don't, I don't expect you to get too specific about it. Was it a combination of hardware and, 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 and software? Was it the size of the crowds coming in all at the same time? It's a, it's a little bit of everything. You know, Star Trek is a very um, database-intensive game. We, you know, Star Trek Online, uh, because of all of your ships and because of all of your characters on those ships and because of all your crew and all your items and all the attachments and everything, uh, you know, it's... It's almost as if a normal MMO, uh, like, say, Neverwinter, uh, it's almost as if every Star Trek character is really 10 characters. So it's almost like 10 people playing at once on the same account. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and so we're, we're uh, you know, we're just a very database-intensive game. So it was a little bit of everything. You know, there was some, uh, we'd planned for it. We'd ordered new hardware. We'd uh, improved our database performance. We had upgraded our network. We'd plan for the number of people we had really good estimates and we were pretty pretty smack on with uh, what we expected to see but you know it's it's a little bit of everything you know you, you have uh, hardware failures you've got you know uh, hacking attacks you've got uh, oh, you've got just a little bit of everything all sort of contributing and and part of that is uh, you know that's all you're all sort of a victim of your own success and and you know, there's no there's no great excuse that can say you know it's not our fault because you know we we have to keep the servers running and it is our business. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's it's been frustrating at times. But the the good news is we've had way more people playing, and oh, yeah. way more people enjoying, and the performance has been way better than some of our other big releases that we've done. So even though there's been some downtimes, and even though there was those couple rocky days at launch. Uh, we're actually sitting a lot better than we were, say, after free-to-play or after, uh, you know, season six or, or uh, seven launch. Might we see an update to that uh, awesome infographic that came out a few months ago? Uh, that would be pretty awesome to see that. I think we've we've definitely seen a big spike, uh, and that's partly because we we'd hoped to see that. We we really um, felt that if we were to go back and and really make it so that there's a rich experience for for both feds klingons and romulans that we would be able to entice some of the people that had left because uh, of those reasons and uh, i have to congratulate our our marketing and pr teams because they really did a good job of getting the word out that you know legacy of romulus um, had a lot to offer and and we've been able to see some some great increases just in the amount of people playing and and uh not just the the number of people playing but how much they're playing too so that's all great i you know i I think two or three months from now we we should be able to have a new infographic that that sees uh, some increases in some of that stuff definitely uh tons more uh 
hours of exploration or people exploring the game, that's for sure. All right, awesome. All right, so we're going to play a little bit of a game now, a very a bit of a Spitfire game, and it's called Cryptic Executive Producer Agrees with Tony. Or not, or quite possibly not. So I'm going to ask Tony a question from our listeners, uh, and Tony will attempt to know what it is that you're thinking. As, <laughs> and, he, and he does his best to predict, and he's pretty good at it. He's actually been pretty good at it. So, Dan, you can then either agree, disagree, or tell Tony to shut his face in whatever vernacular you choose to decide. <laughs> I'll award Tony some points as he goes. If he agrees, award him zero points if you disagree, uh, and give him a negative if uh, if you say that he's totally way off. This, this, so, uh, <laughs> this sounds like trick questions. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first question is from Ben Cisco three, and uh, they ask. Will the Delta Quadrant be released in the near future? Now, Tony, what do you predict? Okay, okay, okay. But on the the, the, psych, the psychic cap here. Okay, uh, Dan, uh, his answer is, we'd like to do it, but it's too soon to talk about it. There it is. <laughs> Boy, I don't. What do you need me for? Just put Tony in charge. <laughs> oh, oh, that sounds like a point. Did I get that was a point, right? Marketing. Uh, that's that's, that's Mark- a pretty good one. That's I'll, I'll agree with that. I I think we we more than like to do it. I think we'd love to do it. Oh, you can't take the point back. No, no, it's too late. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, w- will there be another Tuffley Freighter promotion soon? Tony, your prediction. All right. Uh, Dan, well, Dan will say all of our unique ships can be re-released in the future, but marketing decides on the timing. That's my answer. Oh, interesting. Uh, you're, you're, I will half agree and half disagree. I think that uh, uh, okay. All right. yeah. can release ships in the future, but we, we honestly get to decide our own future. We can decide when we want to release things. So uh, that's totally within our realm. We don't have to rely on marketing uh, to tell us. So, so, we, so the Tuffley's coming back some point, sometime, huh? That would be a, a definite possibility. I think it would also be – well, I'm not going to spoil it, but – Yes. Oh. Last time, last time it was tied to, to duty officers, right? It was tied to duty yeah. officer packs. So, if we were, let's say that we were working on some sort of new duty officer thing, you'd imagine that we would want to do something with the Tuffley. Yes. Oh, interesting. So kind of, there's something like that. Yeah. Interesting. All right. All right. All right. Mad AJ Mama asks, "Are we going to see account-based reputation?" Tony, your prediction. Okay, account-based reputation. I'm going to say that Dan's answer is we have no plans to do that at this time. Boy, it's almost as if you're just reading my mind directly yes. off, off of previous Ask Crypto questions. <laughs> Don't give away my secret. Uh, but yes, uh, anything can change. But yeah, uh, reputations are not intended to be account-based. All now, right. what about EMT's question? How about account-based lobby crystals? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that Dan's answer is not a snowball's chance in San Antonio. <laughs> or anywhere else in Texas. Kind of explain the reason behind that. I mean, the one of the one of the reasons why you would want that is is so that you could uh, purchases that you make on one account, you want to be able to share. So we sort of look at it in the other round of trying to make as many things tradable as we can. So even though low buy aren't tradable, we're trying to make the items that you can purchase with the low buy tradable. And we actually did a lot of work in, in uh, season five and six to change some of the binding rules on items. And we'll continue to do that. But as far as the reputation systems, you know, the reputation systems wouldn't be such a big deal uh, if um, if they weren't so tough sometimes, right? It's like once you've done it, it's really 
uh, sort of frustrating to think that you're going to have to go do it all over again. So I think there's some give and take there, um, but I don't believe we'll ever make it account bound. But what what are some things we can do to to alleviate that concern? I think there's other options. I'm still not taking away the point. I mean, I'm no, no, I, you're you're <laughs> you're almost uh, right on right on track. All right, Roman twelve twenty nine asks: Will the Galaxy and the Deradex class receive upgrades? on the turn rate. Tony, your prediction. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Uh, Dan will say, uh, we constantly monitor feedback from players and invite you to discuss your concerns on the forums. <laughs> I'm going to smack you for that one. No! <laughs> <laughs> Minus one. I right. would clear... Clearly, my response would be, talk to Gecko. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. That was my second choice. <laughs> all right. All right. I've been smacked. I've been smacked. All right. It's all, it, talk to Gecko. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Juili88 asks, or Guili88 asks, are there any plans in the near future to revise the ship crew mechanic? Tony, your prediction. All right. Okay. Okay. Dan is going to say you should go listen to Priority One Episode One Twenty Five Supplemental with my good friend Al Rivera and fast forward to the forty-one minute seventeen second mark. That's my prediction. <laughs> well, um, I I disagree that I would oh. think that or say that. Oh, all right. Uh, all right. But but just like the other one, I would say talk to Gecko. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. But not a smack. But I got a zero on that one. Okay. Not, not a smack. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Okay. All right, and Theory 5 asks, will players ever be given access to the Picard Maneuver? Tony, your prediction. Mm, all right, okay. Dan is going to say, uh, that answer has been classified by order of Starfleet Command. <laughs> uh, well, um, let's see. That's a good one. I, I might say something like that. I'll give you I'll give you a half point for that. Half point. Okay, okay. All I'll right. give you a half point for that one. Um I, I do believe that the Picard maneuver is uh you know, very doable. Doable. All right. Yeah. It, 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 now are nice. we are did we did we sneak up on something like the Tuffley and the Doffs? Are we sneaking up on something there, or is that just a? Uh, no, you were closer on the on the Tuffley than the Picard okay. maneuver. But but there's nothing preventing us from doing the Picard maneuver as far as I know. Except for Gecko. He's the, only, he's the only. He's the only thing preventing the Picard maneuver right now. Uh, well, we'll have to make sure that uh, we we let him know about that on the on the on the next. And, time and by Ge- by Gecko, I mean Al Rivera. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, uh, I've, I've tallied up the score, and uh, I, I haven't done you a. Did very okay. Good job. You did okay. Uh, you know, I I'm just going to forward you Ask Cryptics, and I'm going to just gonna have you. <laughs> I'm just going to have you do them for me. <laughs> well, it, I, the, the smack hurt me. Uh, the smack hurt me. Uh, and the co- you gave me a couple of half credits, but I only scored a three out of seven on this one. Uh, so I, uh, I, I, I'm going to have to keep practicing, Dan. I, I guess I'm not ready to take. I'm not ready to take the EP chair just nope, yet. Nope, nope. Sorry, uh, it's reserved for for uh, just me right now. <laughs> and three billion points to Dan Stahl for participating in our game today. <laughs> da, 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 da. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's jump into some uh, some more community submitted questions. Go ahead, Tony. Take this one away. All right. Well, this is the stuff near and dear to my heart. The Foundry, uh, Kirk Splat, and a couple of others. I think he goes by Kirk Splat on the forums, but it's Kirk Fat. Uh, uh, he's uh, they've expressed some concerns about the Foundry content, the state of uh, the Foundry's content. What's on the board here, Dan? What what are we what are we what are we looking to do for the foundry here? Where's the love? Uh, well, you know, I've been I've been 
kind of saying the same thing for a year now. It, it, we're waiting for Neverwinter launch. <laughs> uh, as soon as they launch, they've just announced their launch date, June 20th. Okay. Uh, and so we're we're looking to after they launch, being able to pull as much of the Foundry features back over to STO as we can. Uh, now that that's not a free ticket to the Neverwinter Foundry is going to be just like the Star Trek Foundry. That's probably not going to happen. Two very different games. They've got a lot of different features, but. Uh, there are certainly many things in the Neverwinter Foundry that we really want to see in the STO Foundry. And so uh, the idea is uh, that you might be looking at that next season. Ah, and, and, and this is, I want to get kind of down in the nitty gritty here. This, this is something that uh, someone has said okay, programmers are going to work on this. Uh, we're going to this is, this is somewhere, yes, this is something where I have said, you know, it's a little early to be talking about this, but the, but the basic gist of it is Neverwinter is going to launch. Uh, and their code's going to be basically internal gold. Think of it as gold master and internal. Uh, mm -hmm. Once once Neverwinter's gone live, then uh, I'm going to have the programming team on Star Trek Online start looking at the the feature. Well, we've been looking at it all along, but look at what we can actually merge into our current working branch for the next update and see it, how many of those features we can get into STO. So. It's been a while. I know it's been a while, but I've been sort of setting the tone for a year that this is kind of the order of things that need to happen. Uh, and so we're just following the plan as it's been stated. Uh, okay. we will be, we'll be adding those Foundry features. I mean, the one that I'm really super excited about are things like being able to do internal, you know, room-by-room room implementation where you can build an interior oh, using, kit yeah. using kit pieces, using, oh, things, yeah. using things like Nudger to move props around. I mean, th those are all sort of Reach the ideas. Those are all ideas that we would really like to get in STO. Oh, yeah. And, and are we going to call it not beta anymore? Uh, Foundry. Well, I think Foundry is going to stay beta for forever. <laughs> like, just, like Gmail. Just, like just, Gmail. just because, uh, just so that Kirk Fat can be right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Moving into duty officers. Uh, Ocean Stow eight 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 X writes: Will there be any further expansion with the tiers of the duty officer system? Uh, maybe a choice for marks for the 10k accommodation XP. Maybe a fifth tier for for an ultra rare doff. Well, um, I think that instead of specifically answering the question about ranks or accommodation XP, we certainly re I certainly realize that those those uh, never sort of got finished when uh, Jeff Tuffley left. Yeah. Uh, but. I will say that we are going to make an we're making a probably the biggest investment in duty officers we have uh, in the next season. So we're we're going big with duty officers, and so we actually have uh, um, a developer on tap who is going to be looking at duty officers and uh, seeing what they did on Neverwinter, seeing at what our internal uh, you know teams have been able to do uh, with Gateway, and oh, saying. Man. And saying, what can we really do with uh, duty officers to go big on Star Trek? And I think that's that's where I'm sitting right now. I can't share any of uh, any more details than that. But the idea is is that we want to make an investment into duty officers. And as part of that, I think we're going to answer that question about those uh, ranks and those commendations, and and really make duty officers a much more compelling and a deep part of the game. It already is, but just we're just going to go crazy with it. 
Oh, Dan, you're you're the, you're playing psychic now because I wanted to ask you about Gateway and the duty officers, but you've you've already told me. So yeah, it, it's I think, coming. Huh? It's, well, well, I I can't say what's coming. I know that we want to get it in game first, and then once it's in game, putting it on Gateway's a, a hop, skip, and a jump. Uh, other things we are looking at for Gateway are things like the exchange, things like uh, mail, things like. Uh, um, some of the features you're, you're seeing on the gateway on Neverwinter. I think we're quickly moving on to reputation and fleet holdings on gateway. Uh, and uh, we'll just be continuing to develop from there. That is really exciting. I'm so excited to hear that. The, even the additions and changes that have been coming to the gateway, even the subtle ones, just the, the interface on a mobile device, it's just it's just great. So I'm really looking forward to what comes out from the gateway. Yeah, I'm. We're we're pretty excited too. We think there's a big opportunity there, and we, we want to do something uh, in the second half of this year to to really address duty officers and gateway. So just you know, be, just, just between you and me, Dan, uh, should I get an Android? Uh, tablet or an Apple Watch. Yeah, actually, I, just, I was about to yeah, ask just, that. Just, no one listens to the show, Dan. No one's going to know. Just tell me. Just tell me. Boy, I don't know. I, I kind of go back and forth with this, too. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've got, an, I've got an iPad myself, but I can certainly understand why you'd want uh, an Android tablet. But uh, it's kind of it's kind of like, um, if you're like me, it boils down to whatever your wife wants. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's that's my answer. That's my are, are, are you think maybe do you think maybe you might release? Well, uh, are you going to release an app for it, or is it just going to be the web interface? Do you think? Um, you, uh, I, I think right now we're sticking with web interface, um, okay. and so that you know for that matter, I think uh, either will still work. Um, I can't really speak to whether or not the app is coming uh, anytime soon, but that would certainly not out of the realm of possibility. But for now, most of the development that I'm aware of is all done for web interface. It's easier to code for Android. It's cool. Don't worry. All right, don't on. listen to him. Don't listen to him. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's talk about crafting a little bit. Some guy named S Zero Tsundur and Ally of the Force ask, "When can we start crafting our own warp cores?" Wow, when can you start crafting? Well, first of all, let's just let's just call a spade a spade. I mean, crafting in Star Trek has never been stellar. It's always been sort of a a secondary MMO feature that that is in the game, but not really in the game. If you guys understand, we we get uh, it. Yeah, we get it. So uh, I think that I would like to see crafting. Uh, we've been talking about crafting for a while. I think we're coming up on the the opportunity for us to just take a good look at crafting and decide exactly what we're going to do with crafting. So uh, we're going to be we're dusting off those crafting proposals right now. And uh, we're, we're as we go into uh, what we're going to be calling season nine, which is uh, we're, we're skipping season eight. Uh, we're going straight to season nine. So what we're calling season nine, uh, I think there is a big bullet point on there called crafting. Oh, Dan, this is my favorite interview with you yet. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's. Uh, we've been working on legacy for 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 a while, and so we've been talking about all these other features that we want to do. And now that legacy's out, we can uh, we can start really taking a good look at, at all those things that we want to do, uh, and and put the team uh, to bear on it. All right, Dan, I want to talk a little bit about fleet holdings. Um, during the last interview, you came on the show and and discussed plans to help small fleets and resource requirements of Starbase projects. Uh, Al later came on the show and said that it would be addressed in uh, the next fleet holding. And in your Ask Cryptic, you teased about it a bit more. And we would very much appreciate you sharing any possible information you can about that upcoming fleet holding project. Well, it's coming up very, very soon. I think within the next couple weeks. Um, 
and it is going to introduce a new type of uh, space property for fleets. Uh, it is uh, so when I talked to you guys previously uh, about making things easier on fleets, uh, one of the one of the sort of goals I had given to uh, Al and the design team is to really take a good hard look at fleet size and uh, fleet holding project costs and address it and and find a way to make it uh, reduce the costs of, across the board in some way. And so what they did is they designed a fleet holding that is designed to do exactly that. So I think you're going to see a fleet holding. I, I, I don't know what information has been shared, but uh, it's coming soon and it is designed to solve some of the concerns about um, how much dilithium it costs, how, how, how much some of the projects are, are costed at, and really make it a lot easier for fleets to, to build out all of their holdings. Because we're going to keep making holdings. There's more holdings on, on, on the schedule. Oh yeah, like what? Like what, Dan? Like what? Tell us more. Tell us more. <laughs> tell us more, Dan. I can't tell you. Uh, I'm, get, I'm giving away so much. You right are. Now. You're doing good, man. You're doing terrible. Good. We're, we're terrible. not even really poking. We have the stick here to poke it's, you with. We only, haven't had to use it. It's only a week and a half after Legacy relaunch, and here. Well, I am. you you knew that would coming on here, though, right? You knew that we'd be like, <laughs> okay, what have you done for us lately, Dan? <laughs> I how, how quickly <laughs> how quickly the 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 magic fades. <laughs> so, but okay, one just one quick question. One quick question. It's a, it's a dilithium refinery, isn't it, Dan? It's a dilithium refinery. That sounds pretty accurate. I don't know if I I, I don't oh, know maybe maybe we'll maybe see. maybe okay all right I'll take it I'll take it. All right, Dan. So let's look into the future a little bit here. Let's ask some questions that you may be able to answer. It might be on a whiteboard somewhere on a little sticky note on your monitor, perhaps. Now, I recently invited and convinced my friend to take advantage of the lifetime subscription sale, and he bit and he did it. So yay to him. What additional perks, if any, might there be on the horizon for lifetime members or veteran subscribers? Well, uh, I think the biggest perk is coming in Season 10. And I can't tell you what it is, but it is specifically designed for uh, for lifetimers. Um, and it is tied into some of their existing rewards. But uh, it, you know, in the meantime, we're, we're definitely trying to finish out some of the, the vet, like the vet rewards and some of the missing lockbox ships for Romulan. So those are definitely on 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 the docket. Uh, but having a lifetime subscription is, is certainly um, a good way to go. Um, and we want to continue to develop features that uh, benefit our subscribers because there's quite a few of them. So we're actually looking at uh, not necessarily season nine, but season 10 actually making a big play there. All right. Well, uh, Jay Galloway via Facebook uh, brought up the idea of a, a game series crossover like the Defiance franchise. And there's a lot of buzz with the movie, a lot of new fans. You yourself had some server meltdowns because so many people want to play. Well, uh, you know, you tried to you try to sell this in a meeting with, uh, with CBS anytime in the recent past. Maybe you want to do it in the future. What do you think, Dan? Oh, uh, we talk about we, we we try and sell them on this all the time. I mean, we would love to see it happen. Uh, I think that unlike Defiance, I think that that Star Trek and uh, our game would go really well together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that it's a it would be a marriage made uh, in at, at CBS's headquarters. And so I think what we're looking for is we're just waiting for them to do something, right? right? And so it's kind of up to them. As soon as they want to do it, we're on board. We want to be part of it, and uh, and they certainly would love to do it too. So I it really just boils down to the crystal ball, what's going to happen. Uh, I think right now the the ball is in JJ Abrams court, Bad Robots court. What are they going to do with the movies? Are they giving up? Are they going to go uh do Star Wars instead? 
Uh, and uh, who knows? We'll see. Oh, oh, let's hope. They blow up the soul system, and the whole game has to be rewritten. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything gets sucked into a black hole. So there's new Vulcan and new Romulus and new Earth and new Tellarite and new Bajor, and and, and, it, and it all gets condensed down to one island, and all the species are. <laughs> and there's a smoke monster and an airplane crash. Got it. Exactly. All right. Now let's we'll play a game called What J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams Agrees with Tony and, and Dan Stahl about <laughs> islands and plane crashes. All right, it'll be the it'll be the Star Trek EP uh, face off. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of what Dan Stahl wants to see happen for Star Trek Online, uh, do you have your crosshairs on any specific Trek actor? Uh, five of them. <laughs> oh, okay. Dude, uh, you've given us a specific number. I don't even need my poking stick anymore. Just we'll just let you talk. Just do it. Go, go, man. Go. Uh, yeah, we would love to work with, with um, several specific uh, Star Trek actors. Um, we'd like to work with all of them, to be honest. But the ones that we actually um, have been seeking contact information for, uh, we actually have it. But we, we uh, are in, looking to see where they would fit in our seasonal plans. Um, I think Michael Dorn's at the top of my list uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, I think that uh, Frakes... Jonathan Frakes, uh, Riker would be another another one, but you know there there's because Star Trek uh, you can do so many things in Star Trek. Uh, some of the other talent that I think might be in our future, I think about um, it would certainly be fun to get George Takei in the game for oh, yeah. I, I don't, for any reason whatsoever. Uh, I think it would be uh, interesting to actually look at maybe uh, Jerry Ryan. Uh, uh, seven, yeah. You got uh, some. Think, uh, you got like uh, little notes when you're when you're waiting for screens to load. Uh, Seven of nine makes a couple appearances on those uh, little history tips. Uh, yeah, so yeah. So she might be a good one. Um, obviously, John Delancey, and uh, you know, oh, even man. I think he would be a lot of fun. We could we could have a lot of fun episodes there. Uh, but but honestly, anybody. Um, you know, obviously with with uh, with the Klingon episodes that we we just added, it would certainly be great to get. Uh, Michael Dorn and um, James Sloyan to, to play those characters and voice those characters. Uh, I every time I play a Klingon, I, I just hear their voices in my head. Uh, it would actually be great just so that they could go back and do that. But as we move the story forward and go into the future, I think that there's going to be some great opportunities for us to bring on some uh, some of the previous crew uh, into the game and let them sort of voice. Uh, you know their their episodes and their missions. I think it'll be a lot of fun. We certainly loved working with Denise Crosby, and and so uh, it would be great to do that again. Well, we've heard that the next major update uh, released probably towards the end of 2013 going to be more focused. Anything else you want to uh, tell us about? Well, I think uh, that's we've given you plenty of uh, hints. I, I think the idea is is that we we've, we've got the expansion out. We um, are already starting to put together our plans, um, our implementation plan. We've got a, we've got a plan of where we're going, but putting together the schedules, putting together the head count, manpower, uh, task lists, all that production kind of stuff, uh, and we're looking at um, getting started here real soon. Uh, and so you're going to see some good things. I, I think some of the things you're going to see right out of the gate is we really want to um, redo the Federation tutorial. I mean that is. Oh yeah. Uh, after playing uh, a Romulan and a Klingon and going back and, and starting a new Fed character, uh, it just doesn't feel the same, and we want it to feel better. So uh, that's that's 
that's going to happen pretty soon. In addition to that, I think you know season nine is going to not be an expansion. That's for sure. It's going <laughs> to be closer to the things that we've done, say like season six, season seven, somewhere somewhere on the scale of that, but maybe slightly bigger uh, than a season six or season seven. Well, uh, those were those were those were you know those are nothing to sneeze at. I mean, those that's when you introduced uh, you know star bases and, uh, yeah. and yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, so I think you're going to see another, I'd say something along the lines of Season 7 coming out uh, as Season 9. And then as far as what's after that, I I can't say, but we're we're certainly enjoying... Legacy of Romulus right now, and we're just going to keep making Star Trek. And we're, we've got, you know, like I said, I've got, I'm looking at a PowerPoint right now of of our our mission, right? Like Star Trek had that five year mission. We've got our own mission, and we're we're headed into the unknown, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Well, I, you know, what, what's what's encouraging to me as a, as a player who likes the game, and you know, I help make a podcast about it. I really love the thing, but <laughs> you, uh, but you're you're already talking in terms of well, here's season nine coming up. And we're putting the plans together for that, and we're going to address some of these issues. And then you know, season ten is going to come right after that. And we've got these things in mind. I'm like, oh, you're already thinking middle of next year. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're already way down the road in terms of where we want to go, and and so and and that's kind of where we've been from the start. We we sort of have a big, broad stroke idea of where we're headed. Um, the I think the challenge has been is that we deal in time frames that are not as fast as players want them to be, <laughs> uh, but we're going as fast as we can. And yeah. uh, I wish I had you know just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of developers, and we could just do everything in a month and be done with it, uh, but. You know we're we're actually working away, and and the, you know the team put in so much effort on Legacy of Romulus to to really do the best we could um, with with the talent that we've got, and and really build some great new missions, and and really make the Romulans and the Klingons feel uh, better than they ever have, um, make Star Trek feel better than it ever has, and and hopefully some people will stick around. You know I know I know some people are going to come and play Romulans and be like that was cool. I'll come back in a while. Um, and that's okay, right? Like that's the beauty of free to play. Like you don't, you're not paying a subscription uh, when you're that kind of player. You're you're a free player, and and we we understand when you come and go. Uh, but for the people that are with us and our subscribers and our lifetimers, uh, we really want to just keep making this game awesome. And and we're we're you know we've got that big list of all those features that everybody wants. And uh, like now that we've got the expansion out of the way, we're we're shifting our gaze back towards. The end game and and what everyone uh, has been asking for, and we're really going to pretty much put the pedal to the metal and try and do it. Well, yeah, I want I want to talk about just a second on on the business end of stuff because I have uh, I, I'm not a I like Star Trek. I don't I don't play really any other MMOs, but I've been looking around and and seeing more games sort of on the radar. A lot of them are copying the way you do things. You know, you're pretty generous to free players. There's nothing. There's not a lot locked off. And I think a lot of people are looking at that going, oh, we probably ought to be doing that too. I think Star Trek's had some great success, and we certainly are. Um, I, I think we, we had the right philosophy. And honestly, that philosophy uh, was sort of a shared idea with uh, Perfect World. I think Perfect World uh, really created this type of free-to-play environment in China uh, with their games and has been you know, trying to... Uh, kind of show the North American market that you know you can you can do free to play this way and you don't have to lock things off uh, behind content gates you can make the game free and have everyone play all the way through game and let them enjoy everything it's okay we've got you know and they, they can show us they were able to show us the the financials and the charts and say look it's 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 better and that's 
that's experience, and that's something that we've been able to gain from them. And as we look at Star Trek, I think the reason why um, you're seeing uh, some other games look at look at our model is just I, I think it's working, and I think you know businesses shift and models will change, and I don't think this is the end. I think that we're going to continue to evolve. Uh, I mean, just look at Neverwinter. Neverwinter is going to be launching for real here in uh, June twentieth. That's a very different model than Star Trek, but similar in many ways. I think they've taken the best out of Star Trek and and sort of made it even further. I mean, the fact that they've got a real world auction house uh, th- where all items are up for what would be the the equivalent of dilithium. It's very compelling and interesting. Uh, and so I think that there's there's success to be had by by looking at, at what Cryptic's doing. Uh, but there's still plenty of other uh, game developers out there that are trying new things. And honestly, it's it's what the consumers want. Like what what do the consumers want? Let's make that, right? Like that that's that's where you find success is when you when you build things that people want. Well, I, I want this game. Don't uh, keep making it. Let's 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 talk about season ten and eleven and twelve and thirteen. <laughs> well, okay. I All can't right. tell you. I can't tell you what's in those seasons, but I can tell you they're coming. All right. All right, Dan. Well, thank you so much for stopping by again. Actually, you were there for our, when we started. You were there for our first year anniversary, and you're here for our second year anniversary as host. Well, thank so, you so uh, much, guys. You guys are awesome, and I. It's really. I can't thank you enough for just bringing these questions and and letting letting me share just some of our ideas and and being being real. You guys are awesome. Thanks. Well, thank you so much, Dan Stahl, executive producer of Star Trek Online. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. Well, over on PriorityOnePodcast.com, we hear from Sano Skyrat. Wow, thanks, guys. Awesome idea of having the first episode. Uh, and we also hear from Sean Newboy. True blast from the past, guys. Loved it. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed those. Those were a lot of fun for us, too. Actually, we were uh, just re-listening to our interviews and teasing each other. Pretty fun. Over on Facebook, Chris Clean says, I had no idea you guys did the show apart. I always assumed that it was all in a studio or something. Always figured the guests were like phone, but never had a clue. The whole show was, technically speaking, a phone-in show. Yeah, yeah, actually, uh, that's that's what we do every time still. <laughs> no, yeah, nothing's James, changed James at all. James phones it in every week. I pho- That's right, I phone it in. I'm phoning it in right now. <laughs> 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 but we, honestly, second, just, we, here's, here's, here's the sound effect for that. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> but we have a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, that's how, it's amazing that we can make a decent show the way that we do it. It's incredible. It just goes to show the hard work of everybody involved, the audio editors, everyone. There's, there's a lot of people involved to do what we do, and thank everybody when you guys love the show. Well, over on Twitter, we have several new followers at Talali Nosferatu, at Stuart Ian, Devon72501. Nosferatu. Have you never seen the movie? Nosferatu. <laughs> what did he say? Did he say Nosferatu or not- something? No, I said Nosferatu. <laughs> okay, over well, here, I we have Atali uh, No Tofu. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. First, I was getting crap. Read First much? I was getting crap for Lethians. Lethians. Read, yeah, read, Lethians. read much, lawyer. Read much, lawyer. Really? This is not Latin. Not for tofu. Not for tofu. That was good. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm crying. Hey, hey, uh. hey! He reads at a freshman level. 
<laughs> I feel like one of the club now. Because you guys are making fun of each other for the interview stuff, and now I feel like I'm being one of the Now you feel about, like you're there. Oh, I'm, I'm being part abused. of your team. Tony, shut up. I'm being abused. <laughs> like, you guys abuse each other now. Oh, I'm, I'm, now you're, now you're truly part of the team. Now you are. Now you are. <laughs> Not for tofu. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, the reason I was reading our new followers on Twitter is because we got followed by Trek Renegades, which is uh, the uh, fan production of the movie that's going to have Walter Koenig and Tim Russ and uh, uh, Mr. Interreme. I can never pronounce his name right. Icheb from Voyager. Manu, Manu Interreme. Interreme, yes. We're get- the script is done now, apparently. And so they're getting uh, geared up to actually film it. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. Glad to have them aboard as a new follower. Thanks, guys, and keep up the good work. We're really, really looking forward to seeing what you can do. All right, and we have some comments coming in uh, via Twitter. SparkyMark88, and he writes in response to episode 130 to Brand Flakes. Brandon, have you checked out the new at STO Priority 1? OMG, they played our first episode cringe. We also have Ovid the Meek at Still Priority One. Cool. Maybe I'll have my Romulan in the new fleet. I, this is in response to our tweet about launching the forums, I believe, for the Priority One fleet, which, mind you, are forums.priorityonepodcast.com. <laughs> not Bob in the in the chat room says he's going to create a Romulan name not for two. <laughs> <laughs> awesome i'm gonna look for that out in space <laughs> there goes not for tofu <laughs> before we finish though we do have an incoming message from justin lowmaster shivery bean he writes at the local store that i might as well work at with how many times i go there i was talking to one of the guys about star trek online how well cryptic does free to play versus other games that don't pull it off as well He also told me he liked Into Darkness so much that he was going to watch the original series and also give Star Trek Online a shot. He even said they were talking about how awesome space combat is in Star Trek Online than in other games he was playing. I haven't seen Into Darkness yet, but I will. And even if it's not the best ever, it's bringing people to the Prime Universe and Star Trek Online. And I have to agree. In our interview with Dan Stahl, Tony, you brought up the business decision of going free-to-play. And here at Priority One, we covered that intensely. We had Simon Ludgate come on, who is a columnist over at Gamma Sutra. We analyzed and we reviewed and we discussed the idea of going free-to-play. And right now, it is safe to say, I think arguably... That Cryptic has been at the forefront of leading a revolution in the way we here in the nor- in North America play MMOs. Captain Gecko and I had a short Twitter uh, back and forth about an article that was out there. Uh, chairman of Take Two Entertainment, I uh, was going, you know, MMOs, uh, yeah, uh, can't do that here in America. Just uh, yeah, we, we you can go overseas and do a MMO, but you know, can't do it here. And Gecko was rolling his eyes about, oh well, guess I guess I'm wasting my time. Honestly, it's a poor reaction to something that people are very much – businesses are very much afraid of because they yeah. don't know how to execute it. Yeah, they're and afraid Perfect of change. World yeah. made a great decision acquiring Cryptic Studios because Cryptic Studios was an already well-established MMO developer. Okay, They popped out a game like City of Heroes, which lasted years. They had developed a game with a budget, with the idea of it being a paid – to play model Star Trek Online and again and again for Champions Online. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Champions Online, then Star Trek Online. The free-to-play model has worked very well for Cryptic. The game is still going and it's going strong. Neverwinter will continue going and will go strong. And 
when you look at, for instance, we mentioned this a few episodes ago, the quarterly report from Blizzard, they're losing players. And they don't say where those players are going. They're just saying they're losing subscribers. My guess, though, is that those players are going to free-to-play MMOs, things that they don't have to pay for on a monthly basis, but still enjoy themselves. I think hemorrhaging. They are. Hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging is oh, the right yes. word. But World of Warcraft is still a very powerful MMO. And it is. But to have it lost $2 million, enough where in the quarterly earnings report they have to bring it up and mention, yeah, well, we lost $2 million, but, you know, we're still going strong. It's still, you know, it, yes, it's a big number, but... Two million people just said, I'm going to stop playing MMOs. No, no, no. When you have two million MMO players, it's not that they stop playing MMOs. It's that they're going somewhere else. They're playing other games. And those games that they're looking at are games like Star Trek Online, like Champions, like Neverwinter, with these free-to-play models that you can, yeah, cash, you know, fork up some money when you want an advanced ship or an advanced equipment. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is that Cryptic Studios has led the way for Western games to look at the free-to-play model in a whole new way. They yeah. pave the road for the future of MMOs in the Western market here because it's already been established and proven successful in the Eastern market. It's just going to come. It's just going to come. But, Justin, thank you so much for that, you know, because it's true. Right now, with my own coworker has been playing Star Trek Online, and for the last, like, year and a half, they're, like, making fun of me about it. I'm like, uh, no, 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 no. You get in there and you try to you, you play it. Dude, my coworker bought a lifetime subscription last night. So, there you go. thanks to some of the members of the Priority One Fleet and the TeamSpeak channel, finally pushing him over the edge, but he bought a lifetime membership. And he's really enjoying the game because it's a great MMO for what it, for what it is. It is a great MMO for free, not, not for what it is, but it is just overall a great MMO to play. So, anyway, that's all I got for you. That's all she wrote. Captains, do not forget. Our doors are always open for your feedback. You can reach us via email at incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. You can visit our website at priorityonepodcast.com and use our contact form to submit your messages. Or please find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash priorityonepodcast. Well, that wraps up episode 131, broadcast live on trekradio.net. Remember that we're on the air every Thursday night at 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. Having a live audience is fantastic. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. You're so fun to play along with. And when you have those moments, it's enjoyable to share them with you guys. So thanks for joining us. Don't forget, Captains, the Priority One Network is always looking for new team members that have a passion for Star Trek. If you have a particular skill that you believe could enhance our content, then reach out to us via email to incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. We are in dire need of a full-time audio editor for the Priority One weekly episode. Okay, now we're not looking for somebody to just edit the show. We want somebody who has a creative mind, who has ideas that want to improve the show and make it sound better with clips and maybe new commercials and get us to work a little harder with voiceover work, et cetera, et cetera. So if you think you have that creative mind and, and the talent to edit the show on a weekly basis and push us, the hosts, to the next level, then please reach out to us to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. As you know, Captains, we love hearing from you, our loyal listeners. If you have a suggestion, idea, or topic for our Trek It Out or Field Notes segment, or you have feedback for the show, you can reach us with our online forum on the Priority One website or via email to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. You'll also find us on the social media platforms, Facebook or Twitter. 
That's right, you can get up-to-the-minute news from Priority One Podcast by visiting our social media websites, like Elijah said. Head on over to facebook.com slash podcast and you can give us a like, or leave us a message, or tell us you love us, or hate us, or want to change something, or give us an idea. Let us know. You can also check us out on Twitter via at StowPriority1 for showtimes and other cool giveaways. And we're going to keep reminding you about this. Priority One is brought to everyone by generous donations from you, our listeners. Please visit PriorityOnePodcast.com and find out how you can help support the show. And also, don't forget to visit our Indiegogo page and help us and TrekRadio.net and Stoked Radio get the bridge of the Enterprise D to Star Trek Las Vegas in August. Don't forget to visit our Indiegogo page and help us get the bridge of the Enterprise D to Star Trek Las Vegas this August with TrekRadio.net and Stoked Radio. Go to Indiegogo.com and search on Enterprise. A very special thanks to this week's guest, executive producer Daniel Stahl of Star Trek Online. Thanks to the entire team over at PriorityOnePodcast.com, our art director, Alex Calderwood, our audio engineer and web developer, Lennon Rich, Justin Lowmaster, our audio assistant, and the composer of our phenomenal theme music, the talented, the creative, the amazing Chris Watts. Special thanks to our sponsor, Sayulita.com, our syndication partners, Subspace Radio and Trek Radio, and of course, the Star Trek Online community. Without you, none of this would be possible. Enemy ship on sensors. Shields up. Ready weapons. Engage. Mics are off. Nice. Listen to the show. I listen to the show when we record it. You know what? I want you to come out to California just so that I can have the pleasure of saying, Yeah, go back to Joyzy. Uh, and over on Twitter, we uh, have... Yeah. <laughs> Eli- oh, Elijah. Elijah's come on. Turn. Elijah. You kill- listen, no, Eli- here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is that we got yeah. we had feedback yeah. from Elijah. last week's episode. Yeah, the- Elijah. No, yeah, 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 Elijah, yeah, 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 you hear that, buddy? Yeah, that's paper tearing. Yeah. Oh my god, that's my paycheck! Captains, for the last several weeks, we've been talking about how the Priority One Network is supported by generous donations of uh, listeners that... Let's try that again. <laughs> In other news, we've already hit or about to hit tier one. So congrats. Oh, let me re- reread that. Go to Indigo Do. Is that more technical lawyer te- <laughs> lawyer speak? Is that lawyer speak? Indigo Do. Indigo Do. It's so funny.
Okay. <laughs> oh, you could hear his, him in I'm the background. Deep. I'm <laughs> deep. In other news, we've already hit... Good grief. This is for you guys. This is for you guys. I'm firing both of you right now. Oh. Oh. He's got a shredder. Aren't we fancy? Some of us tear paper up like that. Some of us shred it. Don't mess with me, man. Don't mess with me. In other nudes... Oh, my God. I quit, man. I'm done. I'm done. You two shut up and let me read my little thing here. God. All right. <laughs> All right. And uh, we have some comments coming in uh, via Twitter. As we've mentioned before, <laughs> the priority one team will be in. I'm sorry. What? We're poor. <laughs> it's just funny. 